here so take off all your clothes i am getting so hot i'm gonna take my shit off oh we're recording wow okay you caught me singing some nelly it's gotten so hot i gotta take my clothes off Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We got a great, brave show lined up for you today. I am your host, Johnny Erez, and welcome to another edition of the shit show that we call the Views from the John podcast. We're all in good fun. We talk a lot of shit, mostly about crazy things that don't make sense in the spirit of just, you know, having a good rant. So let's start off the show. Uh, hey, listen, I don't know if you are a sir or a ma'am, but if you're listening to this right now, I want to just tell you how brave you are for tuning in. I'm telling you, if you're listening right now, you're brave. You are brave for listening to this podcast. Evidently, everything requires bravery now. We are handing out bravery medals, people, like we're handing out social security numbers. Everything we do is brave. Recording this podcast right now is extremely brave of me. When I crossed the street earlier today, it was brave of me to do. I might even work up the courage to go drive to a friend's house tonight. And I'm sure when I get there, Jim will come out of the house and he'll just be like, Wow, dude, you made it. That was fucking brave. Ugh. We're going to talk about bravery in a minute, people. But uh, let's start off the show by wishing you a Happy New Year, which I already did on the last podcast. But in case you didn't listen to that, welcome to the new year. Welcome to the new decade. Welcome to the Roaring Twenties. I am, again, Johnny Erez, the quote-unquote, or quote, stand-up comedian, end quote, Okay, but I am your host for this show that we call The Views from the John, and I am that John. All right, um, let's see. Just to remind you, I do have a show coming up January 17th. It is a Friday night at the Thrill Mill. If you want more information, just check out any of my social media pages or uh, the uh, my production company's social media page, Reality Drip Productions. We're all over the, uh, the social media platforms. There should be a flyer there posted for the show that has all the information. Very, very funny local comics on the show, like uh, Lauren Kaylane and um, Rod Santos, my buddy Tim Lovett. Um, uh, Austin Apostles on the bill. Um, uh, da, 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 Doug Gurton. Um, I am the opener. What does that mean? Well, the other comics are probably going to do, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes, 25 minutes a piece. Me, I'm going to do maybe three, four, five minutes, kick things off. Uh, that's what the opener is. So, yeah, you're not going to see my pretty face or my name on the uh, flyers because uh, the show was booked and then they added me as the opener, so they're not going to go and redo the flyers, okay? I'm just the opener, okay? But it is a show. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be friggin' hilarious. Um, I can't wait to do uh, some of my material. Um, really looking forward to it. But that's Friday, January 17th at the Thrill Mill. Tickets are $15 in advance. And uh, I don't know what they are at the door, but uh, we can figure that out. 
Anyways, uh, the following weekend on the 25th and 26th, I will be in New York City. There are emails flying around, texts flying around, uh, just waiting to know where and when. But I will be in the city, and I will be somewhere. Uh, there's a lot of clubs in the city, uh, a lot of places to get up. So I am figuring all that stuff out right now. So when I know, you will know. But yes, I will be in New York City, regardless, performing somewhere on the 25th and 26th of January. Saturday, Sunday, and then I will be in attendance as a fan at the 8th Annual Patrice O'Neill Benefit on Monday, January 27th at the New York City Center. All right, let's move right along, shall we? Okay, so what was I talking about? Well, I was talking about bravery. Bravery is, um, it's a verb, right? can be a verb, can be an adjective. Um, I'm, for lack of a better word, I'm 40, okay? I am a, uh, I am a, uh, a Generation Xer. When I was growing up, uh, bravery was not a word that was thrown around very often, anywhere. Um, so, just understand that. But, seriously... The word brave and bravery is thrown around just constantly now. And just like I started off the podcast, you know, talking about being brave for, you know, having the bravery to get up off the couch and get yourself another beer. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, that's brave, you know, apparently. And of course, I'm just making light of a situation. But seriously, uh, bravery growing up for me, like I said, was literally reserved for like war heroes and, um, you know, civil rights heroes like Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks. You know, that was bravery. War heroes were brave, you know. Uh, so bravery was a very strong word um, growing up for me. And just the day and age that we live in now, like I said, it's, it's, it's tossed around very loosely. To the point where just just everyone is patting each other on the back, saying, "Hey, man, you're brave." Yeah, thanks, man. You you know you too, <laughs> you too. <laughs> so, in what 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 made me think of you know this topic? And I'll tell you what led me to talking about this today. It was a couple things. Um, I saw it again. There was another commercial on TV advertising. Uh, you know, getting people to, you know, trying to coax people into being brave to go to uh, college. It was a commercial for a college. And they're saying, and, and, and that that was their whole catch. Be brave, come to college. And I'm just shaking my head going, dude, when did, when did going to college ever require bravery, you know? I think everybody would have loved to go to college, but uh, not all of us had the means or, you know, the uh, aptitude, maybe, to attend college, right? I didn't know it took bravery. If it was free, or even mandatory, or, uh, you know, a whole other slew of things for me growing up, um, I would have went, uh, well, I did go to college eventually, but it, I, I tell you, it did not take me being brave. That had nothing to do with me going to college. So that's just it. Uh, here in 2020, we are we are we are now selling going to college by appealing to people's bravery. That's so different, folks, from it was 20 years ago. So that's just it. I'm not talking shit, right? 
You're so hateful, John. Somebody said that to me. It's not hate, man. It's called a rant. It's called, you know, ranting about having a bad day and bitching about this, that, and the other thing. But at the end of the day, I still love you. I hope everybody gets that. Nothing I talk about is hateful, people. I just talk about things I'm passionate about, and uh, at the end of the day, I still, I still love it, right? So anyways, um, yeah, there was another commercial appealing to people's bravery, you know? Bravery seems to be a selling point. Come lease this car. Be brave. Be brave to take on that $500 a month car payment. Come come get this car. Be brave. If you don't lease this car at $500 a month, you're, you are just not brave, sir. Okay, so I talked about the Golden Globe nominations a handful of podcasts ago and how, you know, you literally got very famous, successful women in Hollywood literally crying because there wasn't a female director nominated for a Golden Globe Award. And when you put that in perspective to the children starving all across this planet, homeless people, uh, innocent people getting blown up, murdered, and we're really going to cry while we're wearing a $50,000 dress about not being nominated for an award. An award. It's just a, you know, it's just a, just a piece of metal. And we're going to cry? Let's just, you know, let's try to put problems in perspective. There is a certain extremely successful comic that I know that is a multimillionaire, lives in a... I don't know, $4 million, $5 million house. He was recently inside of an Apple store and had a little hissy fit. He broke his iPhone 11, broke the screen on it in three places, and literally complained about it for like two straight days. While he was in the store, he had the the choice to get the screen replaced or even get another iPhone for like 1200 bucks, The dude's got millions of dollars in the bank, and he was upset that he broke his phone, and he was too cheap to get another one. Millions of dollars in the bank, and it ruins his day. Dude, you know, I don't have millions in the bank. I'm not a Hollywood A-lister, you know what I'm saying? But if I were to break my phone, I'd have to get another one. And like I said, I don't have millions of dollars in the bank. I gotta finance my shit, bro, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying, dude. When you're having a bad day and you want to complain about your phone, when there's children that are starving to death in other places in the country, just try to put your own problems in perspective. So next time you go to bitch about something, just you know, make sure it's really worth worrying about. That's all I'm trying to say, you know? So uh, the Golden Globes were a few nights ago I can't watch those award shows because to me, they're like Hallmark holidays. They're just made-up award shows for Hollywood's elite to get together and stroke each other's egos off, okay? They're just awards people. Even if you don't win one or get nominated for one, doesn't mean you aren't an incredible director or actor, right, or musician. Plenty of great bands didn't win awards over the years, but they were still fantastic musicians, right? So, because I couldn't watch the Golden Globes, but 
I commented on them a few podcasts ago. I wanted to kind of get a recap of, uh, you know, who won, uh, how Ricky Gervais did hosting it, uh, any controversies and kind of stuff like that. Uh, so I went on to YouTube last night and I typed in uh, Golden Globe Award Recap. I just wanted to see a YouTube video that just, you know, recapped the highlights of the show. So I could maybe comment on it here on the podcast, right? So... This is, I shit you not, this is a true fucking story, okay? I got, I'd want to say maybe 25 seconds into just the highlight video, and I had to stop the video. Not only did I stop video, I just like X'd out of the entire, like, you know, out of like all of YouTube. I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. That particular highlight video, like if I couldn't even make it through 25 seconds of highlights from the Golden Globes, I couldn't have sat through the awards show, dude, okay? And maybe it's because I'm a comedian and I like to give people a hard time who get up, who just, you know, who just, you know, these people, you know, I'm not a Hollywood elitist, I'm not a millionaire. And maybe some, maybe someday if I ever get there through music or comedy or production or any of that, maybe I'll get it, but I don't. Okay, so I can't even watch the highlights and just let me explain to you i'm sorry i might have just blew out the microphone there because i laughed Ugh, if i'm gonna laugh i should uh, move away from the mic okay so this particular video the highlight started off with a lady i don't know who she is i really don't i don't pay that much attention but she was looking at Ellen DeGeneres in the crowd and this lady was like in tears and she was like, thank you, Ellen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, you changed my life. Thank you for being so brave. Okay. So here's this lady in a designer dress. That hundred, you know, here's my point. Okay. I'm not saying Ellen isn't cool. Ellen, I don't know her, but she's like, what, a hundred million there? hundred million dollar heir, whatever. Right? One of Hollywood's elite. How is she brave? I know we call everybody brave, but is Ellen brave? Why is, why is Ellen brave? You're probably saying, oh my God, John, you are so fucking naive. You're going to, you're really going to sit there and ask why Ellen is brave? Oh my God, like, what century do you live in? Wow, I, I do a really good impression of that voice, don't I? Oh, Jesus. All right, okay. So, I get it, right? Ellen is gay. Does that really matter? I guess that's my point. This is views from the John. Just because I say it doesn't make it gospel. Do you see what I'm saying, people? This is just my opinion. Everything that gets said on this friggin' show, okay, is just the opinion of one idiot, and that idiot is me, okay? So just because I say it doesn't mean it's like etched in stone, like, okay, the world is round, like, this is a fact. No, just because it's the view from the fucking John here, uh, you know, doesn't make it gospel, okay? So I get it. Ellen is gay, but people being gay has never mattered to me since I was born, and maybe that's the difference between me and other people. Just because you're gay, I don't think you're special. I have gay friends. Being gay does not matter to me, okay? Just like if you happen to be uh, a person of color, it doesn't matter to me that you're a person of color. I am, I am sensitive to the fact that you are and that 
because I am uh, a, a Caucasian that I have certain privileges that they don't and that kind of stuff, you know, social impacts. I'm aware of that kind of stuff. But the fact that they're a different color or the fact that you might be man or woman or the fact that you might be a Republican or a Democrat or any of that stuff, that has never mattered to me. So to say that Ellen is brave because she admitted the fact that she was gay, I just don't think that's a brave thing. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay, and it's just, and that's just uh, you know, like I said, it's just my opinion. But uh, you know, I said it earlier this year on the podcast. Initially, when the whole Caitlyn Jenner thing happened, I said that's not bravery. But I came from, like I said, a different generation that looked at war heroes as being the ones that were brave. Bravery was not a word that was tossed around lightly. It was reserved only for people who really did like some extremely extraordinary heroic things. Okay. But you cannot admit or but you cannot argue with me that here in 2020, 2019 that that word isn't tossed around a lot. It is. And um initially when the Caitlyn Jenner thing happened because of the generation that I am from, I didn't think it was brave, but I've changed my opinion since then. I admitted it on the podcast. I now think it was a brave thing to do when I think about it, okay? Because it that definitely took courage, what she did. It did. She was born a man. Every The whole world knew her as a man at that time. Olympic medal-winning athlete for the United States who, in the public eye, became a woman. And just didn't care, just did it, because that's what uh, she felt inside, right? That took bravery. It did. Bravery comes in different forms, people, I guess, okay? And I guess, uh, you know, we can't fight, and I cannot fight the fact that the word bravery does get tossed around now a lot. That's just a sign of the times. And we have to be able to adjust to times. We have to be able to adapt, right? Adapt, improvise, and overcome. What's that from? Like a scientific method or some shit? Or is that just like a life lesson or some shit? Adapt, improvise... That's all, folks. Adapt, improv... I can't fucking say it. Adapt, improv... Fucking again. Adapt, improvise... And overcome. All right, so um, I've now adapted to the fact that bravery is tossed around so heftily now. Um, I improvised. Um, what did I improvise? I don't, I don't know what I improvised, and I guess I'm overcoming it. So yes, bravery does come in different forms. I now admit that Caitlyn Jenner was brave, uh, just like the war heroes I grew up calling brave or brave. But I just, I don't know, I can't stretch it as far as to call Ellen DeGeneres brave for admitting the fact that she's gay. Because I have never looked at gay as being a, a fucking issue. I haven't. If that's what you want to do, if that's what you feel inside, go for it. You get one life to live. If being gay makes you happy, do it. And nobody should fucking stop you. And God bless you for doing it. That's my opinion. So there. Take that fucking soundbite. Okay? 
that's I guess that's the difference between me and a lot of other people. I want people to be who they want to be and not be harassed for it. Whether you're straight or gay or black or white or man or woman, everybody on this planet should have equal opportunity, equal rights, equal pay. Everybody should be able to grow and, pro- and prosper and feel safe and be who they want to be and do what they want to do unharassed. Um, and everybody should just live in fucking harmony. <laughs> Does that not sound good to everybody listening or is that a fucking conspiracy? Like, you know, I mean, I get it will never fucking happen, but I don't know. And maybe that was like the most hippie thing anyone's ever said or I've ever said, but that's truly what I believe. I just, I don't get it. That's the way I was brought up. It doesn't matter to me. I didn't see color in other humans until I became an adult. I didn't see it growing up. I never once looked at my friend uh, Mark and Andre, who I grew up with next door, and said, holy shit, you're a darker skin color. Never fucking happened in my youth. Never. If we lived in a more utopian society, like, and I was like never exposed as an adult to racism and fucking bigotry and fucking ignorance and taught about uh, slavery and uh, all that other fucking shit in our history, and like I just stayed in that neighborhood, I would have never, probably to this day, noticed that anyone was a different skin color. Ever. We're taught that shit, people. I've talked about it before. We're taught it. When we come out of the womb, we don't come out of the womb ignorant and racist and stupid and, uh, you know, hateful, you know, and shit. All of that is taught. It's taught by the people that we surround ourselves with. And as kids, sometimes we can't help who who we're surrounded with, right? Kids who grow up in the ghetto or in the projects, they can't, they can't fucking choose that shit, right? We can't choose who we're born to. We can't choose where we're, where we're, you know who we grow up with. We can't choose whether we had a mom or dad or not, whether we had a good upbringing or not. We can't choose that shit, right? We're all fucking different. Everyone's fingerprints are different, right? I think everyone's, you know, kind of just wired a little bit different too. So that's just another thing. You can never judge somebody, ever. Why can't you judge them? Because you don't know what it's like to live their life. You can't. You never will. You can say, oh, I can imagine, but you really can't. No one knows what it's like to be me. You have no fucking idea. People think they know me based on the information they have, but nobody sees the complete picture of me but me and maybe God, right? Nobody sees the sees the whole picture but me. Just like nobody could fucking judge you, sir or ma'am, because nobody sees the whole picture with you, Okay. And that's all my point is, it's just, I, I, I just, I don't understand, um, I don't understand, uh, I guess, but I try to understand, and I guess that's the improvising part, and then, uh, hopefully once I understand, I can, uh, overcome, so yes, I've overcome the fact, uh, that somebody called Ellen Brave, um, so, I, I don't know, I guess, I don't know, fucking, maybe she's, a, you know, maybe she is brave, okay, guys, I don't know, okay, but, uh, that is definitely a phenomenon, right? I'm a Generation Xer, and bravery just was not uh, this thrown around like it is now. Everything is just brave, and uh, I don't know. I guess that's just, uh, you know, 
just like uh, I guess when my parents uh, were, you know, got to my age, you know, something else like that might have been thrown around that uh, wasn't as thrown around when they were kids, right? So, that's just it, man. The world definitely changes, and uh, you really can't fight it. That's why I try not to get angry about politics and about, uh, you know, Trump and shit like that and about the weather because uh, there's really nothing I can do to change it. I used to be obsessed with the weather. You know that? When I was a kid, man, I used to put on the weather fucking channel and just like watch that shit all day. <laughs> you know, I was just so interested in it. I don't know why. I can't control it. I used to look at the weather. I used to write down what the weather was each, you know, month and shit like that. And I'm just like, why? I don't even care. I don't even look at the weather. Whatever it is when I wake up and I look outside, that's, you know, that is what it is. You know, I can't fucking deal. You know, I can't control it. Why am I going to stress about it? I don't care if there's two feet of snow coming or it's going to be 60 degrees and sunny. If that's what it is, then I'll wake up to it when I get to it. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I, I just stop caring about that shit. I really, I really do. I try to really only think about things and care about things that I have the control to change. If I don't have the, uh, if I, if I can't change them, if I can't control them, then why am I going to clog up my life with it? You know, especially drama and nonsense. That's, you know, that's why I don't watch the news. Because all the news is, is just, it's just horribleness. I get it. There's a lot of horribleness in this world. You know, there's, there's a ton of it. I get it. I have horrible shit going on in my own life. I don't, I don't, I don't need my head filled up with, uh, you know, all the innocent people being blown up, all these starving children out there, a, you know, a tyrannical friggin' president running the country, and people out there going, I support that shit, uh, I like him, you know? and I'm just like, oh my god, dude, are you fucking kidding me, what planet are we on, you know, so, you know, the news scares the fucking shit out of me, and uh, I don't know, that's another thing I guess I don't get, I don't get people who are addicted to, to, you know, to drama, you know, I mean, I like a good dramatic, uh, TV, uh, you know, show or, you know, uh, a movie out, you know, every now and then, but, uh, you know, there's plenty of drama going on in, uh, probably your life and in my life, right? Things that, you know, I maybe can control that I should concentrate on, but I really can't concentrate on, you know, all the injustices going on around the world because I'm powerless to do anything about it. You know, if I can donate and help somebody out, I do. If I can donate clothing to people, I do. I give what I can when I can, you know what I'm saying? But there's certain shit that I just cannot control. And, uh, you know, that's what you got to figure out. You got to figure out the things in your life that you can control and concentrate on it and make them better. And the things that you can't just say, just, I can't, you know? I know every day on the news there are tragic things that have occurred, and uh, they're terrible. I really don't want to hear about them. Sorry. It's all, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of bad shit going on that I'm already aware of that I can't control, that I'm worried about, right? I don't need my head filled up with more. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are obsessed with it. I think they love it, you know? That's why we've, that's why people, I mean, other people have had to talk about this too, you know, how the fact that the nightly news is just, it's just, it's just all bad news. Why doesn't the nightly news hardly ever have any good news stories, right? What if there was a news station that only told like good news? Would anybody watch it? Would you? I might. 
Maybe I just gave away a fucking great idea, didn't I? A good news channel, <laughs> you know. Nothing but good news on this station, sir. Man wins lottery and shares it with everybody. Uh, news at 11. I don't know. Maybe good news doesn't happen like that, right? People don't share money. All right. Um, I don't know. There's got to be some good news out there, right? You just saved a bunch of money in your car insurance, but that only applies to you and that car insurance company. Um, but yeah, at least you're brave, right? All right. I need a sip of something here. You know what I'm drinking? Probably don't give a shit what I'm drinking, right? All right, so, uh, yes, um, God, I was on a pretty good, uh, just random friggin' rant there. I took a sip of, uh, juice, and, uh, now I've completely forgot my train of thought. All right, so, uh, so, yeah, the Golden Globes, man, I'm, you know, sorry. If you won an award, I'm happy for you, if you're happy. If you didn't win an award, you're still great, and you're still brave, and uh, that's just it. I just, I can't sit there and watch these super powerful, ultra wealthy people just pat each other on the back show after show while they show up in their $50,000 clothes, walk on a red carpet while paparazzi snap pictures and then sell those pictures for hundreds of thousands of dollars to friggin' magazines that create, you know, it just, I just can't take it. I don't, I don't want a front row seat to it. I don't. Well, yep, I'll take a front row seat to it if I can, you know, make it to that group, right? But, uh, you know, I don't need it. I don't need it in my life. Nor do I need the nightly news. I know what's going on out there. I really do. All the people that got blown up today, I'm sorry. You know, I can't help you. I feel bad. But I can't do anything about it, so I try not to think about it. So, so moving on from the Golden Globes, let's, let's talk about a Florida man for a second, okay? So picture this. It's Christmas Eve, and uh, everyone's fast asleep in the house, and you're just chilling on the couch all by yourself. Everyone's in bed. It's late night. It's Christmas Eve. You got Perry Como on in the background, lightly, right, on the record player. All the lights are off in the house except for the white lights on the Christmas tree and the glowing reddish-orange flames from the, uh, from the Christmas Eve fire crackling. So you're laying there so relaxed, laying on the couch. Maybe you had an edible. Maybe you had a couple couple bottles of wine. And you're just laying there just in friggin' just, oh, you know, just life is fucking great. Christmas Eve, Perry Como on, laying across the couch, no socks on, right? <sighs> so relaxing. And then all of a sudden you feel this kind of wet, weird feeling and you're like what the fuck is that and then you you know and then you open your eyes really slowly and there's a stranger sucking on one of your toes <laughs> this really happened guys this happened to a dude in Bradenton County Florida he was just chilling on his couch with his feet up no socks on sleeping or half asleep, just laying there with his eyes closed, and he opened them, and there's a dude sucking on his toe, right? Now, if this happened to you, and you woke up to some dude sucking on your toe, what would you do? I don't think that dude would leave my apartment in one piece, okay? Um, but, I mean, here's what this dude did, right? 
you open your eyes and there's a stranger sucking on your toes in the in the Bradenton homeowners reaction was what are you doing like why are you here <laughs> right and the burglar's like I'm here to suck toes <laughs> would that be your reaction like to ask the dude what he's doing the dude's like hey I'm just here to suck toes man <laughs> That's, I just had to suck some toes you know I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm just I'm just trying to suck some toes. Oh my god. Okay, my my initial reaction wouldn't be to ask the dude just calmly what he's doing and then just, you know. I, I would freak the fuck out. I'd be like, "Holy fuck, what the what the who are you? Get the you know, I'm going to shoot you. What the fuck's going on?" I wouldn't ask the dude calmly what he's doing and the dude just like, "Yeah, I'm here to suck toes." I can't believe it. So evidently uh after after he asked him what he was doing and he said he was there to suck toes, a a a uh, a fight ensued. Uh, the perpetrator uh, grabbed the guy's genitalia and then he ran out of the house. Uh, the cops show up. Um, <laughs> honest to God, the news story says this. They, uh, they took a DNA sample off the guy's toes <laughs> and somehow like fed that to the dog. And then like the and then like the and then like the toe sniffing dog went and tried to find the dude, you know, by trying to, you know, like trail his toe scent out into the woods or whatever behind the house. And I guess they never found the dude. But I mean, honest to God, dude, you break into somebody's house usually that, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you break into someone's house for, but how many people break into a house because they just are just Jones and the suck somebody's toes, dude? <laughs> And then the guy who's having his toes sucked, his initial reaction isn't to, like, freak out like I would or grab my fucking shotgun. He's like, what are you doing? And the guy's just like, I'm just here sucking toes, man. <laughs> I can't fucking believe it. All right. Moving right along. Um... All right, there's a little quick phenomena I want to talk about, right? Um, and this has been going on, I think, in families and, you know, in other people's lives forever. But it's a phenomenon that I've never understood. It's highly annoying. I, I, I don't understand it, but that's, that's the exact kind of shit I bring up on this podcast, right? And that is the phenomena of why everybody is so interested in what everybody's going to order at your table at a restaurant. You get that? Everybody is so fucking interested in what I want to order, no matter who I'm with, when I go out to a restaurant. You know, they're like crazy about it. Like everybody has to know, like you're a fucking reporter after the big game, you know, trying to get your microphone in there, like interviewing the guy. So what are you having? You know, they have steak. They have steak. Yeah. Oh, you like pasta. They have the pasta. Oh, look, at the, there's meatballs. <laughs> you know, they're like coaxing you in. Like, yeah, I can read, you know. You know, so what are you going to have? Are you going to have the steak? Are you going to go with the with the 16 ounce or the 14, you know? And then it's like, are you going to have the asparagus? 
Is anybody gonna order asparagus? Does anybody wanna split this? Oh my god, people go fucking crazy over it. Everybody I've been with, everybody is just so fucking interested. You know, they're going nuts. So what are you having? Oh, really? Oh, oh, yeah. You know, it's like, holy fuck, dude. You know what? You know, uh, holy fuck, you know? And then I just have to be like, I just have to fucking grin and bear it and be like, I'm getting... A steak. Oh, you're getting steak. Which one are you going with? Oh my God. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm going with the bone and ribeye. Oh really? Well, did you did you see they have the New York Strip too? Did you see they got the, yeah, I saw they got the New York Strip. I'm going to go with the bone and ribeye. Oh, okay, because I was told by the butcher that the New York steak, oh, dude, you know what? <laughs> Let me order the food, okay? And when it comes out, and you see it, you know, you know, you'll then know what I ordered. And then, you know, and then comes the, so how is it? Are you enjoying it? <laughs> you know, is it good? Is it cooked to your liking? You know, is everything okay? <laughs> I don't know, man. Just the fucking phenomena of that shit. You know, people are just, you know, I mean... I don't know. I I don't know. Is that is that just like the bah humbug go out to eater in me? You know. So, I mean, the, I mean, why you why you why you drilling me? Why are you drilling me like you're a reporter? You know, and this is like a breaking news story. What is he gonna order? This just in: Johnny is about to order dinner at a steakhouse. What is he gonna have, Gene? Well. Uh, it looks to be like he's grazing over the, uh, it looks to be like he's going to bypass the seafood section, and uh, I, I saw him initially looking at the pasta section, but uh, I don't know, I think they've kind of steered him away from the pasta, and now he's gone more to the steak section. Now, he's really looking at the porterhouse, but he kind of likes the way the Delmonico looks too, so I don't know, it could be between those. What do you think there, Terry? Well, I don't know, uh, he's been looking at the porterhouse, too, but, you know, he's also been looking at the bone-in ribeye, and the bone-in <laughs> I mean, honest to fucking God, dude. Uh, somebody's trying to call me, and everything is off. I'm trying to concentrate on talking my shit here. Alright, how much shit have I talked? Have I talked for enough? Alright. Um, so yeah, dude, that whole phenomena is just, is just crazy to me. You know, next time you're out at a restaurant, watch how hardcore some people just go with, like, they are like a fucking reporter, dude, trying to get the next news story, just drilling you on what you're going to get, why you're getting it, have you tried this, have you seen this, you know, you know, and everyone's, like, exchanging menus, and, oh, what, what page is that on, page 26 of the menu, you know, there's even a restaurant that we used to like to go to, uh, and they had pictures of the food uh, in the menu, like a picture of a cheeseburger next to a cheeseburger. And then they had a picture of like a grilled cheese next to a grilled cheese sandwich. It's like, really? Did you really have to show me what a fucking cheeseburger looks like? I think I've seen one before. Do you have to show me a picture of a grilled cheese? I know it's a piece of melted cheese between two slices of bread. I don't need, you know, a picture book to explain it to me. Places like that scare me, man. If you have, if you need pictures of your food in your menu, I don't think I trust your food. 
I mean, why don't they put pictures in the more high-scale restaurants, you know? Like, I went to this Italian place lately, or, uh, uh, like, you know, recently, and uh, I literally didn't understand, uh, like, two-thirds of the menu. I don't speak Italian. I don't know authentic Italian food. I really don't, you know? I mean, you know, uh, I can't say I'm an idiot American. I'm a little bit of a step above an idiot, but, you know, it... In terms of a fine food connoisseur, you know, my level of fine Italian food has always been, you know, pizza, spaghetti, meatballs, lasagna, you know, baked ziti. That is my level of Italian. In terms of true Italian and have it written in Italian, I'm sorry, I don't get it, right? So, you know, maybe if they had a picture next to those things, I could decipher it, right? But we definitely don't need pictures of what a grilled cheese looks like or like what a bowl of tomato soup looks like. I don't need to see what a bowl of tomato soup looks like, sir. I don't. Christ. All right. And what can we wrap up with here? All right. How about this? This is funny. I'm not quite sure why. Or maybe, okay. Maybe if you work in marketing, you might know why, right? Because we just talked about how there's certain companies now that are trying to appeal to how brave you are by advertising that their product makes you brave or that you will be brave if you use or buy this product, right? Uh, I guess if you're in marketing and that's what people uh, want to be, they want to be brave. I, uh, I guess that's why they're doing it, right? In terms of marketing, right? So if you are in the marketing department for, let's say, uh, like Marvel Comics, like a comic book, right? You want to make a new comic or a new comic or a new superhero, uh, they're coming out with a a transsexual uh, superhero. That's right. Um, I'm not sure uh, anything more about it than that. I probably should because then I could have made this bit funnier. This isn't even a bit. I'm just bringing it up. You heard it here last or second or third or maybe you knew about it. I don't freaking know people, okay? But yes, a transsexual um superhero. I'm not sure if we needed one, but uh, I don't know. I guess because more people are are becoming transsexual, we need to now market to transsexuals, I guess. Um, okay, you know, uh, like I said, that's a sign of the times. I'm a Generation Xer. Uh, when I was a kid, um, transsexuals were, uh, I don't know, uh, I, not as prevalent as they are today, right? So you have to adapt and improvise and overcome. And uh, I'm all good with it. Like I said, I don't care. Your life is not my life. Your life is nobody else's life. So if you choose to be transsexual, that is completely on you. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't affect anybody else. Because they're not you. That's the point. So I have no problem with it. I don't. However, I'm just giving you the news. And there is a transsexual superhero. But what I'm willing to bet's going to happen is, uh, you know tie in this whole bravery thing and what's going to happen is uh so you know picture this you know so the so the transsexual superhero comes out right and there's going to be like a comic book or there's going to be a movie right and uh you know batman superman you know superwoman uh cat woman you know uh and then trans trans person, I don't know what the name of the person is, but we'll just call them trans person. Uh, you know, they all show up uh, to a to a bad guy's lair. And this bad guy is like, damn you, Batman, you are a scum. 
And then he goes to uh, Superman. He's like, damn you, Superman. I really despise you. Then he turns to Catwoman and he goes, Catwoman, I don't like you. And then he turns to, uh, you know, uh, uh, Superwoman, goes, Superwoman, I, I don't care for you either. And then lastly, he turns to trans person and he says, trans person, you, you're brave. <laughs> And that's how we're going to close the show, people. This has been another edition of the Views from the John podcast. I've been your host, Johnny Ares. We will talk to you soon. Love you. Nothing to see here, just some people who are really, really high. Aww. Aww.